You're listening to the 1010 Podcast with Terry Johnson, a daily devotion from Grace Point Church in Wichita, Kansas. Well, hello there. My name is Terry Johnson. I'm a pastor at Grace Point Church here in Wichita, Kansas. We've designed this podcast to be used as kind of a starting point for your daily devotion. Uh, we're going to keep things short each day, as the goal would be that you could listen to this on your drive to or from work, or just really any time during the day. Uh, we're going to read some scriptures, share a few thoughts, spend some time in prayer together, and really give you an opportunity to truly apply it all to your life. So I invite you to join me in my study each day as I walk through the Bible and explore the different parts of Scripture. Well, today is Tuesday, February 20th. Uh, Once again, as always, thanks for hanging out with me today um, on our just journey through Easter, journey up until Easter. Hopefully these um, opportunities have been uh, good for you, encouraging for you to really dive deep into the Word of God um, and maybe just have a different focus for each day. We talked a little bit yesterday about uh, just the opportunity for a restart and a refresh and hopefully each morning or each day or each time you are um, listening to this, it's an opportunity for you to do the exact same thing. We're continuing on in the book of John uh, chapter 3. Today I want to read from John chapter 3 verses 22 through 36. It says, After this, Jesus and his disciples went into Judea, where he spent some time with them and was baptizing. John was baptizing at Anon near Salem because there was a lot of water there and people were coming to him and being baptized. John hadn't yet been thrown into prison. A debate started between John's disciples and a certain Jew about cleansing rituals. They came to John and said, Rabbi, look, the man who is with you across the Jordan, the one about whom you testified, is baptizing and everyone is flocking to him. John replied, No one can receive anything unless it gives unless it's given from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said that I'm not the Christ, but that I'm the one sent before him. The groom is the one who is getting married. The friend of the groom stands close by, and when he hears him, is overjoyed at the groom's voice. Therefore, my joy is now complete. He must increase, and I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all things. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all things. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever accepts him, accepts his testimony, confirms that God is true. The one whom God sent speaks God's words because God gives the Spirit generously. The Father loves the Son and gives everything into His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever doesn't believe in the Son won't see life. But the angry judgment of God remains on them. Now, as a pastor, I get an opportunity to officiate weddings uh, often. 
um, and they they can be a lot of fun. They can be stressful. I've been able to officiate weddings in like 100 plus degree weather in a suit outside, uh, and I sweat really easy. And then I've also been able to officiate weddings in early January outside, you know, the low teens when it's snowing. I've had a lot of great opportunities to officiate, but I love a good wedding. Not for just anyone, because uh, I've been known to arrive uh, late or leave early because uh, honestly, this introvert uh, sometimes can't handle too much time at um, social events. But I love weddings, especially for friends of mine, the people that I can like carry in my heart. Um, I, a wedding is just a uh, like a powerful time to gather and um, agree together about what's true. And one of the things I love is during the, the during the wedding vows, it's an opportunity for the community of witnesses, those of us that are sitting in the seats, um, to agree with the couple who are committing to be faithful to one another. See, the witnesses, they testify about what is true, what is true about the couple, who they are as individuals, and what is true about their union. You don't find a lot of people who don't agree with two people that are getting married um, showing up to these weddings. Uh, I remember a wedding that uh, I officiated maybe a few months ago, several months ago, maybe even a year ago, and uh, talking about the couple and meeting the couple um, and knowing right away this is just just a perfect match. Uh, They couldn't be more perfect for each other. They both complement each other so, so well. And usually what I do when I officiate weddings, I ask them, uh, the couple, some questions that they don't share the answers uh, uh, with each other. And so I'll read them and it makes a very uh, kind of unique and more personal moment um, at the wedding. And and as I was reading these and the answers kind of just complemented each other. And when I said them at the wedding and describing both the groom and the bride, I could look out at those witnesses, those that were sitting in the in the chairs outside and seeing all their heads nod. Even when we'd make jokes about the groom or I'd make a joke about the bride, they their head would nod. And so it was a testimony about who they are and the witnesses that surrounded them were in agreement. They were affirming the truth of of what was being stated. And so it was a powerful moment that when I look back on many of the weddings that I do and I can think of those moments, it still means so much for me today. You know, a lot of people will say that their favorite part of a wedding is when the bride appears for the very first time. Um, And it's really hard to look away from that uh, beaming bride with so much emotion. And some will just kind of do that to take a look at the groom's face. Well, this passage kind of got me thinking about how many of us are looking at the best man. You know, John the Baptist was Jesus's best man, so to speak. He prepared the way for Jesus. He made sure that there weren't obstacles in his way. He created a path for him to follow. See, I think about what the best man does for the groom and, and the weddings that I officiate. He usually guards the ring, perhaps the most valuable and meaningful item in the whole wedding ceremony. Uh, He accompanies the groom on the wedding day, ready for anything 
whether it could be logistical issues or kind of emotional ones there to encourage them. It's just a fun um, opportunity to see kind of um, the roles that the different grooms or the uh, best men play in each other's life. I remember seeing one that's just ready to protect the groom, ready to speak up on his behalf, ready to do any task or take on any job or honor him on that special day. And those are the type of best men that you want because they create space for the groom to exist in exactly the way they need to be. When I look at couples and I talk to couples, I'm like, this is your moment. Make this about you. Don't worry about the stress. Let other people worry about the stress. And that's kind of what maid of honors and best men do. Um, And they get to stand next to the groom as the bride walks down the aisle and share in that joy. So John the Baptist is like one of my favorite guys in the Bible. He's strange. He's weird. Uh, And in this passage, he humbly acts as Jesus's best man. He's not overexcited or anxious. He isn't caught up in a turf war or the drama of the big day. He just, I don't know, keeps it simple. His presence there is um, steady. And then he kind of breaks it down for us. He says, no one can receive anything unless it's given from heaven. The one who comes from heaven is above all things. The father loves the son and gives everything into his hands. Whoever believes in the son has eternal life. So I wonder what it looks like for us to embody that John the Baptist, that best man spirit into our lives today. Jesus must increase and we must decrease. Well, that's my challenge. It's my encouragement uh, out of the scripture today. Hopefully it challenges and encourages you as well. Uh, Let's just spend the last few moments of our time in prayer. God, I thank you for that challenge in this word. Uh, the challenge that we must decrease. We must lift Jesus up. We follow his teachings. We obey his commands. And in doing so, uh, we have an opportunity to share him, his teachings, his commands with other people. And so we decrease where Jesus increases in our life. So today, give us opportunities to do that. Let us be able to experience uh, your presence in that way today. Jesus, thank you so much um, for those opportunities and those appointments that you give us. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, again, hopefully that was encouraging to you. It was for me, uh, just a whole different perspective of a story that I read over and over. And I'm thankful that God just kind of puts those nuggets in my uh, brain that I can look at um, passages differently and hopefully that are encouraging to you. Um, Again, as always, I pray that you get to experience the full life that Jesus intended. I know that I'm praying for you guys and, and hopefully you have an encouraging and amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.